0: This is the Transmission Times.
1: Our Thanksgiving was pretty much as we expected it to be. There was the testing beforehand and the waiting for the results and no cooking together. still strange not to hug and to sit close together. Thanksgiving
2: was quite a quiet affair, just the four of us, my immediate family. And it was... Very relaxed. It was actually the first time that I think we ever
3: got food on the table when we anticipated. We actually did not eat together with my son and his little family. We met in their backyard and traded
4: food and took our food home. Thanksgiving was weird in the sense of I did not go home to see my family and I instead Zoomed with my family. And overall, like, it was nice to see everybody on Zoom, but it's just, like, not the same.
2: It was the first time we were able to get some grandparents to actually engage with some technology to connect. So that was exciting. And it was
1: a little door that opened for them that realized they can do it. But a funny thing happened after dinner. We were going to play a game together and We had to think about was it safe to be touching the tiles for bananagrams and should we wash our hands in between each round and how should we do it? And yeah, that was unexpected. What's usually so natural? We had to pause and sort of figure it out. We did silly things like played apples to apples with our cousins in Vermont. And that
2: certainly brought some laughter to us.
3: It's not the Thanksgiving we normally have, nor the one I
1: expected, but I'm grateful that we're all healthy and safe. But we were thankful to be together, and it was pretty much as expected, but no staying the night, that kind of thing. Um, But still grateful.
2: I felt really relaxed,
1: and I am grateful for that.
4: One of the best parts, though, of the weekend was I had like roommate Thanksgiving with my two roommates and they're still kind of new so we don't know each other all that well but we still were like all right we're gonna do Thanksgiving we decided I think wisely to have roommate Thanksgiving the day after Thanksgiving and we sat down at 3 p.m and we didn't really get up until like seven forty-five. we had a lot of food and wine and two pies and I think We just were so grateful to be in the presence of other people at a table, drinking wine and food. It was just really nice to talk to people over a meal. I'm really grateful to be back at work and
2: I teach in the school. And I see the tremendous amount of joy that that brings to the students and also to the staff, and it feels like we're doing really well. So the idea of another lockdown and losing that is scary. However, on the flip side, I often think I'd be willing to do a lockdown if it meant we could just not have it any more deaths I don't want one more I don't want one more excuse if we could help it for someone to pass and I think the idea of any loss within my close community is really difficult to sit with so that warrants a lockdown to me and at the same time I recognize that we have to keep going
0: I'm not sure that there is anything that would make another lockdown worthwhile it was such a show for my family and the anxiety and the horror and the kids not being at school and everything was so bad I'm not sure that we could really take it but if the U.S. government was to say to me like to sign in blood that we would lock down for four weeks and then at the end everything would go back like there'd be no masks there'd be no distancing everything would come back like we would act like this didn't happen then I would say, okay. But none of that's going to happen.
5: At my job, we closed the doors again and went back to curbside delivery. It doesn't feel good to lock people out again, especially this time of year when there's more dark, cold hours where we live. But our transmission rate has climbed above what it was during the shutdown and the first time we went to curbside. So it seems like the right time to remind people that they have to be careful. They were getting very relaxed about being in the library. We had to start reminding people to keep their visits short and they started clumping together more too. It's so not natural for us to be apart and lack the kind of contact with other people that is part of our being human animals.
0: I had a dream, we were in the UK at my in-laws and my brother-in-law came in and he had these two kids with him that weren't his kids. And I was asking about these kids and he was like, oh yeah, I'm babysitting these kids. And anyway, the more we talked about it in this dream, the more he explained that their parents were a doctor and a nurse. And in the dream, I'm just kind of like mentally freaking out. I'm like, okay, we've come from the US, we're in the UK. And now we're inside, unmasked, with these two little kids whose parents work in the UK medical system. And I just, in the dream, just remember feeling like, oh my gosh, um, but wait, there's, I mean, masks. And wait, are is this okay? Is this okay?
2: I am having a reoccurring dream about not being able to fit through very small doors. And it's always very small spaces and I can't possibly conceive how I'll get through it. However, everyone else is on the other side. So I'm always hopeful. I don't know if that's the pandemic
6: or just growing anxiety. And I noticed in my dreams lately, I have the recurring theme of me being somewhere crowded, people not wearing masks, me not having one and at one point realizing that it's a pandemic and we all forgot to bring one, to bring a mask. And I'm startled by the fact that I don't have one on my face and uh, I'm trying to assess how much I expose myself to becoming infected and it's kind of like that sense of what's done is done. But let's see what we can do from now on. Before, I would be the only one in the dreams who would have the mask on or like would be confused why nobody is keeping a distance. But now it's like I'm included in that uh, relaxation (laughs) atmosphere at the beginning.
5: The late sci-fi writer Ursula Le Guin said, the only thing that makes life possible is permanent intolerable uncertainty, not knowing what comes next. I've liked this quote for years, but have struggled with trying to understand what it is she's actually saying. I think her point is that if we knew the future for certain, our daily life would be impossible, that the mystery is what gives meaning. This is part of my primary belief system about life and also death. And yet, in this time of plague, the uncertainty has been especially challenging.
2: If I take off five things from my list every day, it's actually manageable to be sane. And I think before the pandemic, I just pushed through and was exhausted at the end of every day. And now it's just too much to do that. So the practice now, of I've you know recognized how much too much is on my plate.
4: I was talking to my mom tonight and my parents are like well into their seventies and they are still getting down with uh, online ordering. And they put in an order with Whole Foods today. And my mother was like, oh, I know I can adjust it up until they start shopping. So, okay, cool. And so then right at the moment, she realized that she had placed nine dozen eggs into her cart by accident. She couldn't change her order. (laughs) And it's not like, you know you can give them away that easily, unless you like become like the egg fairy and drop it off at your friend's house, which they might do.
2: Being the first day of December, all thoughts are turning to Christmas and it's going to be a very different Christmas for many people. I've spoken with several friends and neighbors and most say that they're going to sacrifice the family get-togethers to protect their health and that of others. After all, it's only one or two
3: days. I'm thinking about the holidays and my very big extended family and how we always have Christmas together and sometimes Thanksgiving together, but inevitably someone's always sick. But this year there won't be any big gatherings and we've decided to be safe and it's going to feel weird.
7: Yeah, Christmas is going to look different this year, that's for sure. I work in uh, critical care in one of the major hospitals in the UK so um, unless I've by some miracle been vaccinated by Christmas I don't think that we're going to feel comfortable with um, taking that risk by bringing loads of the people that we love together
2: in one room So this year people have been getting Out their decorations much earlier. Lots of houses have already lit up and are a joy to see. Garden centres have been really busy selling trees and decorations, and the Christmas spirit is well and truly arrived here. Having said
7: that, I've kind of already a while ago made peace with the fact that Christmas isn't gonna be about our wider family this year. And in some ways, that will just be really nice. My partner and I have always prioritized Christmas being about other people. So until my son was born, my partner and I didn't even spend Christmas together because we recognized it was more important for us each to be with other people than for us to be together. And although it's great to be with our family, we've we've never really established what Christmas is for us and how we would do things And so in some ways I'm looking forward to the opportunity for us to create Christmas for our little family rather than fitting into other people's way of Christmas.
3: I'm always the one who does all the holiday baking and I don't know if I'll send it all in the mail beforehand, maybe, Um, but... I think we'll just have to get creative because we can still connect and find ways to share. So it's just going to be another part of 2020.
7: I mean, there are some people for whom Christmas will just never be the same again because of what's happened to them or their family. So again, I just really can't complain about being limited in activities when other people are facing much worse than that.
0: I'd like to say a huge thank you to Lindsay, Joan, Rini, Laura, Anna, Christina, Karen, Sue and Gemma whose voices are coming to you from Maine, California, New York, Washington DC, Romania, and the UK. Since the beginning of lockdown, the Transmission Times has been collecting audio diaries from people around the world. And now it's time to hear from the kids. If there's someone under 18 in your life who you think would like to tell their pandemic story, I'd love to hear from them. If you visit our website transmissiontimes.org/kids, you can find the questions to ask them and a little bit about how to record. Please send all your recordings of kids in by December 20th. Thank you so much. The Transmission Times is created by me, Katie Semro.